I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Raise your flag, everybody! Welcome to the football ramble. South Korea went through in dramatic fashion, but Uruguay are off home. It's Saturday, third of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell, and I'm Lasty Watson. It's over, everybody. It's over. The first round is over. And yeah. what a first round it was, Jim Campbell. Absolutely. This would normally be a day off, wouldn't it? Yes. Putting strain on relationships <laughs> all over the world, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it was it was pretty good, wasn't it? I mean, the permutations guys have had a very exciting mm-hmm. couple of days now. I, I love the fact that at one point we almost went to the drawing of lots. I mean, it was yes. in sight. It could have happened. Obviously, it didn't happen. But yeah. we, that, that's... That's where we've been at. The yellow cards have been yeah. have been relevant at, at least in the uh-huh. in the way. So we've, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that was the case at the last World Cup. People can forget the Senegal yes. went out on. Disability. Unfortunately for them, yes, yeah, the yeah, very yeah. polite and tidy Japanese. That's right. You got their uh, just desserts uh-huh. and rewards, but both are through, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is the, the important thing. We have to go, of course to the uh, Korea Republic, or as we affectionately call them, South Korea, Jim. They beat Portugal 2-1. They're through to the last 16 on goals scored. Yeah, unbelievable. You see, it's always it always pays to attack. Well, it does. Unless but... you're Serbia. 
because they can't defend. But we'll come on to them. We'll get to that. <laughs> Portugal know they're going through, right? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo knows he's going through. Oh yeah. Putting Portugal through isn't enough. So decides I'll just give a little assist to South Korea, <laughs> get them on the way, and two countries can go through on the back of my genius. That was yeah. an, an amazing moment because it's so because his brand is so much about like machismo and I'm so big and strong and my muscles. Look at this, I'm so yeah. tough. That's why I'm better than Messi, even though I'm not. That's whole thing. Mm. And then, and then they lose the game basically because he doesn't want to get hit in the face by the ball. It's like, oh God, no, the ball, what do it, I do? And he should have ducked out of the way. I mean, we remember Ronaldinho with that lovely back pass. Yes. You know, <laughs> it was it was sort of inadvertently in that bracket, wasn't it? But it, but but South Korea, it handed them the equalising goal because they went 1-0 down just after five minutes and it wasn't looking too the worst. And also, at, at this point, you think, oh, some of these groups are going to fizzle out and be quite boring and predictable. Mm-hmm. And also you're thinking, oh, Portugal going to, going to win every game. Yeah. And, and, and nobody managed that at this World Not Cup. Not one team stage, did. Yeah, no, is... Nobody finished uh, in the, the first round with nine points. Um, but yeah, so, 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 so South Korea, of course, they drew 0-0 in their first game with, with Uruguay. Then they lose 3-2 to Ghana. And it looks very, very unlikely. But I mean... For anybody who saw that game against Ghana, you know they saw that they've got a bit of attacking flair, of course, mm. and uh, and 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 they and they showed it here with with two. I mean the 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 Huang He Chan goal right at the death. My goodness, you know. I mean, and and of course when the game finished, you saw the players and the supporters watching the last moments of that Uruguay and Ghana game because um, another goal for Uruguay would have knocked them out. They were just huddling around the phones, and you could see who had the best stream yeah. because some people started <laughs> celebrating quicker than others. You know? uh, yeah, and, and that was such a the goal was such a huge moment by Son as well because Son's yes. had a bit of a tricky tournament. He has. I think he's noticed that. I mean, when he's playing for South Korea, he's not so much getting doubled up on as tripled up on. Yeah. Like every time you see Son on the ball, there's like a cloud yeah. of, of enemy forces around him. Yeah. Uh, whereas for Tottenham, they all have to like worry about Harry Kane and Kulusevski and and, mm. and the lads. Whereas now yeah. they're all like it's all on Son. So do you think the mask kind of makes them think? Oh, he's obviously some oh, yeah, sort of it's crusader. That one, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. We got a he's, he's such a superhero for this team. He has yeah. to wear a mask, so they go to. Him. But he was trying a lot to do it himself. Yeah, because he often kind of has to. But it, but so it it hasn't been going for him. Mm-hmm. But here in the ninety-first minute, he he did find the energy for that heroic sprint up the yeah, field, incredible, and then had a tremendous sort of presence of mind to yes. wait until his teammate. Well, not, exactly, not go for a shot, wait for Wangi Chan to come, and actually the the pass is really good. Not made, like, it, it, not made pass, and the timing of it is perfect. perfect. Like it is very easy to mess up that pass, mm, and yeah. it, in the ninetieth minute of the game as well, it was just it was huge beautiful. Stuff. He's delivered in a huge, huge moment on the biggest stage. Yes, that yeah. that may well go down as his defining moment for, well, for the national team and it shouldn't be forgotten you're absolutely right and and but 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 the the thing is with the nutmeg passes it wasn't you had to play it through the defender yeah. quite, mm. quite literally mm. and as you say well, there are 15 defenders around <laughs> him as usual but, but i mean he he would have been tempted because yeah. it took a little while understandably for huang he chang to catch up with him yes. uh, and cuz he might have looked around and thought right well got to do this on my own you know kind of thing and, and would have had a go but but he but he but he did it beautifully and uh korean language commentary on that goal is amazing oh well, yeah if you haven't sorted out please do well, it was nice for Maurizio pochettino to be watching on on the bbc <laughs> as well, as well yeah. <laughs> absolutely glorious uh Huang he chang was uh obviously celebrated taking his top off revealing those abs uh and when he picked up his player of the match award he was uh topless as well like proper celebrating rather different to kai havertz should put yeah, those pictures side by side actually there's a not, not not all men in the match awards are created equal. Yeah, or welcome, uh, depending on, on the, the, the result. I mean, Ronaldo himself, the aforementioned, missed a couple of good chances, of course. Uh, so it could have been oh so different. But, but did Korea... get that assist. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, a, they he all got, count. 
Mm. Indeed, well, South Korea are a very likable side. Yes, are yes, they not? for sure. I mean, so I, it was that was the, the tricky thing when when South Korea played Ghana. I was like, oh man, two of the most likable sides, you know. But clearly, only one of them is going to go through because of Portugal's dominance in the group. Um, and uh, I mean, could you say that Uruguay are one of the more, more likable sides, or perhaps not? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave that for a moment. D- depends on how high you value drama. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, very South Korea provided the drama yeah. very highly. Jim. And Paulo Bento, of course, mm-hmm. he was uh, in the stands. In, 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 put, put in his box, yes. harking back to Lars's gag the other day, because he was in the stands watching, and he was, of course, a former Portugal international, yeah. a Portugal manager, yeah. who took yeah. Portugal to the 2014 World Cup. I mean, and, and there were some good shots of him in the crowd, like when he looked like he wanted subs to happen and stuff mm-hmm. like this, when he was just, guys, go do this, that. And that. Oh, he had the, a good stress level. Yeah, he really did. As you, as you could imagine, yeah. But amazing for him, you know, and through they go. Uh, I mean, he did lead Portugal to the semis of Euro 2012, I should say. Uh, but if this in the World Cup, obviously they went out in the first round, 2014. But if so you were the sent to the stand, would you not be shouting down at the bench like, "Effing sub him!" Like, do yeah. this. Or, 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 well, maybe it, he was because very often it looks like they have a phone or a fella sat next to them with the phone. But I don't think he had that. It didn't look. Does like he need it. a translator? That well. You see? Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, South Korea, they've had a number of challenges at the World Cup, of course, not, uh, you know, withstanding, you know, losing to Ghana and then and having to bounce back. But one of their strikers uh, has been inundated with marriage proposals because apparently he's so handsome. Uh, Cho Gyu Sung, um, who is a handsome chap, I say, apparently. I'm, I'm only denying myself. He had uh, about 20,000 Instagram followers when the tournament started. And after he scored that brace against Ghana, including that beautiful towering header, he now has 1.8 million. Uh, his phone has been going mad. He struggles to sleep. He put it on silent, yeah. big lad. Turn off the notifications. I know, I mean, it's very really, easily fixed. Exactly. Throw the throw your phone in the river <laughs> or the sea, whatever body of water's closest. Get yourself another one. But he, he needs to listen to the the very uh, love the very excellent curmudgeonly manager of Australia, Graham Arnold, who has banned social media. Has he? he yeah, he's told him not to go on any social media after Ooh. the games. And he, he thinks uh, it's very bad for the players. And uh, yeah, he, it, 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 the, the, the quotes were pretty good, actually. He Go said, on. because. Uh, Do it in the accent. No, I mean, you know what? No, because I like Australians and I don't want them to be mad with me. Okay. But he said, uh, that's, that's Get what I he said. That. <laughs> For God's sake. Come on, Lars. I'm not go. doing the quotes now. I don't want to why do the quotes. Why he don't said, you do it in the on social media. Do it in the accent of a country you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> No, you do an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk now. Go on, go on. What are the quotes, Lars? Go on, go on. Because if there's one thing I learned at the Olympics, it's that after a big win against Argentina, it was too much celebration. And that celebration is social media. They get on that until 4 or 5 a.m. and watch all the great comments, enjoy all that shite. And it affects the sleep patterns. You're up until 5 a.m. looking at good comments and the same people backing you are the ones killing you the day after. Yeah. So just get rid of it. Don't look at it. There we are, you see. Yeah, wise words, and Makes they're sense. through. They're through themselves. I mean, I'm not really been in a position where I've had to sit up until five looking at positive comments on social media. So well, I, don't, I can't really you identify. Know. Never know this. after this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's, you have someone. It seems doing unlikely it, right? so far, yeah. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have someone curating it for the players, yeah. and then they can have a lovely sleep, and the next day they can read about how brilliant they are. That Do would be my fix. Put yourself Call forward. Call me Gareth. The, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> put yourself forward, Jim. Now Portugal, they went through, of course, uh, despite losing that game. Um, and it, they could now, because they won the group, they could face their old neighbours and rivals, Spain, in, in the quarterfinal. Um, and according to, to Real Madrid legend and uh, former Mexico 
player Hugo Sanchez, he was saying some interesting things about Spain's 2-1 loss to Japan, uh, who meant they finished second in a group. He, he thinks Spain did it deliberately so they would avoid Brazil in the quarterfinals. Big Hugo said, I assure you, I was not there... And I'm not in the mind of Luis Enrique, but he had thought about what was the best way to avoid playing Brazil in the quarterfinals. Yes, there is a risk, but it's a risk worth taking. We've seen this said a lot, but it isn't like Spain weren't trying to score. Yeah, they were busting a gut. Like, they they, they didn't want to lose that game. No, it didn't. Certainly didn't seem that way to me. Anyway, no, I don't. I don't think so. I was almost. I was kind of hoping. I was absolutely very, very happy for, uh, for for Japan in that game, but it would have also been funny if it got to like a couple of minutes before the end and Spain were still in the lead, mm. where they would basically be in a situation where they could pick and choose who they wanted in the next round. Yeah. And like just score a couple of own goals here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just head over in this side of the bracket. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, chaps. Well, uh, elsewhere in uh, Portugal's group, of course, Ghana were beaten two 0 by Uruguay. They they didn't get their revenge in one way, but they definitely dragged Uruguay yeah, down with. That's, see, that's what I'm, I sort of enjoyed about this. Obviously, it was a bit... Because there was so much drama in such a different way. Suarez is on the pitch. There are players on the pitch that mm-hmm. played in that game yeah, yeah. on both sides. Obviously, Andre Ayew misses the penalty, having missed the oh. game in 2010 because he was suspended. It's yeah. like that was his chance to kind of affect this game when he couldn't be there. That must have been so frustrating before. And it had so much drama. Again, Uruguay were complete shit houses. You felt sorry for Ghana again. It was a bit like when Train Spotting 2 came out and it was like oh, we, didn't, we didn't need this but you know what it's actually quite good <laughs> yeah. I, I like that I mean Ian Wright sort of summed up quite well. he said oh, Ghana will take that I mean they, again they kind of I think they will they've well, told the 2-0 loss well I think the fact is that it's a just, huge silver lining yeah I think the fact that the way the game panned out though Lars I mean as you say Jim the, the penalty miss was just like oh yeah it was such a poor penalty, penalty as well wasn't I it? know of all the things and then of course um, Uruguay uh, de Arascaeta scores uh, two in sort of quick succession and that really I know Ghana they they rallied and they, 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 they their energy levels didn't drop and in the second half they were still pushing on had a couple of efforts and and um, you know goalkeeper made some good saves yes. and all but really it was a huge ask after that that it, double from it, it him. was especially when the referee didn't want to give them penalties well and they had two very very strong penalty shouts turned down mm-hmm. so a bit of injustice there for Ghana which I guess no, sorry for a bit of injustice for Uruguay which I'm sure the Ghanaians were delighted with yeah well and, Cavani took his own uh, uh, took it out on the VAR machine didn't yeah, it? Did, VAR yeah. machine the monitor yeah clearly but, not, uh, mach- <laughs> not the Uruguay machine like a magic like eight ball yeah. <laughs> no penalty <laughs> not maybe likely that is how doing out, it. Out, outlook is gone clear at this <laughs> on, point on the VAR machine has said that Ask me again later, for God's sake. I need to know now. Uruguay's absolute commitment to villainy mm. is incredible. I like how the Ghana players were so certain that they would try and scuff the penalty spot that they guarded it. You don't really see that happen. But Darwin Nunes still had a little gig. Exactly. He still tried to do it, then got booked and was furious about it. Yep, yep. They wasted so much time around that, very deliberately, and I wonder if that contributed to, to Ayu's penalty miss. But I also wonder, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video, but like, well, very like trolling the ref after the penalty oh was missed yeah. is like I, I know that they enjoy a bit of the dark arts Uruguay but they I do. feel like they a may bit. have gone too far here I think they've gone too far and it, when the referee then doesn't give them penalties yeah. later on in the game well, like, because Uruguay they're, they're sort of that kind of anti-hero if you know what I mean because as you say the, the, the dark arts are unusually in this part of the world we would kind of scoff that a bit even though you know, 
players from this country have got, you know, in, in terms of uh, physicality and so on, have been well versed in that over the years. But 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 there is a very likable quality about Uruguay. The fact is, they know what they're about. Yeah. they're a po- they're a country of a very small population. They punch well above their weight, and they yeah. do punch. Um, and well, uh, they get at you. They get amongst it. Well, they, totally, they wind yeah. you up. They ruffle your feathers. But they're a likable. Um, Shit houses, if you know what I mean. Well, I, I just depends on if you're in the end of well, it. I'd but, well, true, but I think this time, as last says, they've gone a little bit too far. And I think it's also when you don't have skin in the game, you just want football to be not boring. Yes. And and I think sometimes in terms of the actual play, they can be boring, but they add stuff and drama and yeah, histrionics be, be, because they they just cheat. Yeah, Basically, this like is, is as simple as that, isn't it? It's... But I mean, like chasing the referee and the officials off well, at the end. Yeah, but that's but like that. I mean, yeah. I, I was genuinely was quite concerned for. I think it was the linesman. I was like, bloody hell, that guy's in his face. I mean, it, that was unsavoury. Yes, that, and, that, and it's just like, come on, lads. You know, like I understand. I mean, look, Cavani. I think it was Cavani, wasn't it, when he was fouled? I mean, that should have been a penalty. Yes, absolutely. And, and I thought the first one on Nunes was a penalty as well, even though he did get a tiny touch of the ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. Is, Both of those. If they happen near the centre circle, it's a foul and no one bats an eyelid, right? No. And the way the laws of the game are written, if that happens in the box, it should be a penalty as well. Was the Nunes one not... Um, didn't Nunes handle it? Was that why it wasn't I don't given? think that's why it, was, it wasn't given, because they kept looking at the replay to see if there was a touch on the ball, so that seemed to be what the referee was honing in on. Um, but it wasn't given. No, absolutely not. And, and it turns out, yeah, it turns out trolling the ref in the first half not the smartest thing you can do with regards to getting decisions. I think people on. do forget that the referees are human beings. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and even though their integrity, I don't think it should be questioned, but they are human and beings. And it is a funny one because we're kind of like reveling in the, the hysteria, histrionics and the chaos of, of Uruguay. But at the same time, you're right. Like, it's not good behavior what we mm. saw after the game. It was, it was genuinely disgraceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it what I mean. Really that they're, they're often likable when they when they set up their, um, you know, if you look at the team, you know, I remember, you know, the first game of the tournament, I thought, I quite like this side, a bit of experience, got some good young players and so on. And you know that they deploy some of the dark arts and so on. But because of their size, because of who they are and all that, you kind of think, I respect that because it's taken them far in tournaments before. You know, they've got a great, in fact, the best record, I think, in Copper Americas, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a remarkable achievement yeah. for such a small country yeah. who know what they're about. But that, that that's a bit too far. But did you, Lars, enjoy... Um, uh, Luis Suarez's tears as much as I mean our very own Luke Moore uh, was very very uh, vocal yeah. on Twitter about how much he enjoyed it I'm not a big Suarez hater really no, no not really so that I, I you know maybe that did something for someone I mean if the Ghanaians felt very happy about it then good for them I guess mm. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing, isn't it, yeah. Jim? That the dragging the them down that we have to look at is is okay. They really, realistically, you know, they, you know, they were, as I say, they were still bombing forward and creating, but two nil down, they needed much more. His, Seems very unlikely. If you'd have offered them, then all right, at the end of the game, Suarez will be crying yeah, and upset. His World Cup career mm. ends in tears. Yeah, ends in him crying in front of the whole world. More because of of South Korea. Yeah, but, but Ghana you know, did play their part. You defend. Yeah. You, <laughs> Defend for Def- your lives and defend you can take that, that away 2-0 defeat. Yeah, it's uh, so dramatic. I did think also Uruguay were, were hoist a little bit by their own uh, cautiousness here because they didn't really go for a third after going 2-0 up. And no. that ended up costing them. I mean, that if they'd gotten the third, that would have been enough. And they didn't seem to try it. It's almost like they didn't yeah. didn't even consider the possibility that South Korea could do something against uh, against Portugal. And, and that's what they did for but them. But they did the have end. the chance. I mean, not the man you'd maybe want on the end of it. Was it Coates who, who put one wide? When Cavani gets that ball, I thought, 
bloody shoot, man. You know, mm. like I'd, if I was a Uruguay fan, I'd be much happier with Cavani shooting at an angle rather than trying to square it to Coates. But mind you, old uh, Big Ziggy in goal in Ghana, he very much got the memo and he was like, right, th- th- they're not going through. Yeah. You know, we, we're going to make sure. And they did. And they're out. They are out. I'm really tickled by the idea of having a magic eight ball instead of VAR. <laughs> That's really stuck with me. Yeah, don't... maybe I want to have one at home. Every time something goes to VAR, I can mm. just ch- do the magic eight ball first and put that on Twitter. Please say. don't say that too loudly because Infantino will get on. <laughs> yes, he really do. Um, yes, but speaking of going home early, did you hear about Belgium? Obviously, they they're out home early. Yeah. But five of the squad, including Thomas Munier and Axel Witzel, flew home. Even earlier from Qatar at their own expense. Yeah. Did you want to get the Got hell out get of away there? from all these guys? Yeah, these oldies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're fascinating. Well, um, where and of course, uh, you know, Roberto Martinez is is no longer uh, the Belgian manager. Um, Louis Van Gaal, who will be uh, on the bench today, <laughs> uh, a little bit later. Um, he was asked about taking the now vacant Belgium manager's job and he grinned of course saying Belgium is a beautiful country with friendly people Nocker is a beautiful beach palace I've already thought about it so this is while he's under heavy criticism for his own team being too boring at the World Cup yeah. he is like salivating at the prospect of his next job <laughs> while while at a press conference <laughs> taking questions about his current job Managing his own nation. The man uh, is a one-off. He, again, he does not give two shining. He does It's brilliant. <laughs> I'll do it on. Yeah. Um, well, if Louis van Gaal can convince his wife to move over the border, as he put it, then who knows? Maybe he's the man to uh, get Belgium uh, back at the races. Anyway, uh, right, everybody. Let's have a quick break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I think he, he gets himself in positions to score goals. He creates his own goals as well. And that's probably why I'd say Kili Kili. Mbappe, 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 oh. That's what we say. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Daniel Sturridge is getting very strange these days, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, as you say, Jim, it's something for everybody there. Right, old Jimmy baby, what have you got down your trousers there? I've got an email down my trousers <laughs> okay. from Elliot On Earth, Why is it down your trousers? Well, they've got to go somewhere. Um, I tell you, Elliot Nathan's been in touch, and I like the cut of Elliot's jib. Go on. Because he says, I know it's four years away, but I don't understand why there isn't more outrage over a 48-team World Cup. I've just finished watching Poland v Argentina, and the Poland performance was as pathetic as those from Wales and Qatar. <laughs> With so many poor teams in this World Cup, how does anyone think increasing it to 48 teams is a good idea? The whole group stage will be pointless and yes, there will be a group P. Group now, P. there will still be drama and there will still be good games. Obviously, like that's just the mm-hmm. nature of football, mm-hmm. isn't it? But I completely agree yeah. uh, with, with Elliot here. Like, it's... It's too much, isn't it? Course, 48 yeah. teams. Well, like, they, they're going to... The worst teams we've seen at this World Cup, mm-hmm. there are going to be... There are going to be teams significantly worse than them. Mm. But a number of teams significantly worse than them. And it is going to be... It might make it just a bit of a drag. You know, you, you mm. don't want... You don't want a tournament to feel like a chore. And, it, and it, it might drag into that. Well, I think that's it. I think you, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Because there, I think there is a sweet spot with this stuff. With the Euros, a 16-team tournament, everyone thought, mm, UK, we've increased it to that. If you increase it anymore, it will be to the detriment of the tournament. Now, I think the Euros kind of works with 24 teams. When it was 16 teams, it really was the cream of the crop. And every game was, uh, was, was kind of box office. I, but, I mean, the way it is now, literally half of Euro, Europe yeah. qualify for the Euros. But then you have oh, that. Okay. But I still think the Euros is, is, is a decent tournament, though. But, but purists like Lars there. I, I um, just think it cheapens it a little bit. Okay, so I think just having this many well, teams, it's, not, it's, it's meant to be hard to get there. It is, but like, I mean, 48 teams. is meant to be a huge event for your country. 48 teams would be, would be not far off a quarter of all the uh, yeah. international teams in the world. And the, the worrying thing is, as we've seen with UEFA competitions at club level, is if you dilute it so much, people just, oh, I'm, I don't switch on, you don't switch on until like the quarterfinals or something, yeah. as we see with like the Europa League for a lot of people. I know some teams it's precious and all, and I don't want to sound all elitist, but there is a danger of that. And I think the other thing is for me is actually the practicalities of it, because you, you, you've got a lot of people saying about Qatar, Oh, it's actually brilliant because the travelling distances are short. Well, okay, that in of itself is is a plus point, I suppose. But actually having like a city-state almost yeah. host a World Cup, it's actually not a bad idea. Well, okay, but that's you've got 64 games going on. You're going to have at least 80. In fact, if FIFA are now considering 12 groups of four teams because of how well the groups have gone in this mm. competition and the drama, they think, oh, I don't want to lose that. That would mean 104 yeah. matches yeah. at the tournament which is which is crazy. Now that's okay if you've got a whole continent hosting yeah. it, which you do in 2026 with Canada, the US, and Mexico. All this bollocks about oh, actually, let's have it in a tiny little country who spend over 200 billion and, and all the other stuff that we know about it. It's, you, it's you won't, crazy. They won't well, be able the, to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah well, that, that that should maybe not happen anyway. But the point is more like there's almost no countries that can host it now. Well, like, of course, it's yeah, going to well, have yeah. to be these yeah, giant right. coalitions I mean, of countries. Even after 2002, Japan and South Korea ended up with a lot of uh, you know, white elephant yeah. stadiums. Mm. Those are economies that can swallow that. Mm. And, and even they have, have, have struggled with, with having any use for them. And yeah. so, I mean, it really, really like, limits the countries like that can Morocco, have it. And, Morocco have bid for the World yeah, Cup like, a couple of times. I'd nearly love, got it in 98. I'd, I'd love a World Cup in Morocco. That'd be tremendous. Probably can't do it if it's going to be like 170 teams in there. Like, yeah, well, exactly. Work. It's gone. You, you, you just simply can't absorb all that kind of stuff. And also... Colombia once almost hosted it. They did, uh, yeah. they Definitely can't be hosting well, it anytime soon I mean, with they, the size of the tournament. They, they pulled out because, yeah, they, 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 there were some shenanigans. They were, they were, they were concerned, yes. shall we say. But that was, I think, when it was... But, what, but the point of principle is, 
is like mid-sized countries. I like the idea of having host countries that are not necessarily entire continents mm-hmm. or like oil states. Yeah, but, but that won't be a thing. And also, I'm just like, I don't want to dig anyone up. Uh, like, the, the, into maybe a more sort of different allocation of of what continents uh, teams come from in the World Cup. Maybe there are too many European mm-hmm. teams in there. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's not get into that box, uh, that can of worms. Mm. But I do think increasing the Concacaf co- contingent from three and a half to six, possibly seven teams. <laughs> I'm just not sure seven Concacaf yeah. teams is what this tournament needs. Sorry, guys. I, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and, and again, it does. You know, people can accuse of being a bit sort of. European and elitist there, but I don't, that's why I want to hammer home yeah. the practicalities. Actually, yeah. but a lot of it is about the quality of the football, isn't it? I suppose the counter argument is that these these nations will improve if they have an opportunity to get to a World Cup and learn from that tournament experience, and also have more of a sort of you know more of an achievable <coughs> aim. But actually, the point that yeah, but I think Elliot that's actually I think is that, that you, some of these games are dreadful. But I think that idea, and that's only going to get worse. I think that idea of a team qualifying for a tournament and inspiring a, a generation and so on. Yes, that, that there is that, but actually. The, the the bigger things I think is yeah footballing history and so but I think it's more the budget the size of the population all that kind of stuff yeah. massively comes into it especially outside of Europe and the thing that FIFA Qatar, Qatar can only improve so much and, and the mm. thing that FIFA clearly don't understand is that part of what gives the World Cup its power is the scarcity right mm. it yeah. is the fact that it's only every four year every fourth year yeah. it is the fact that for most nations just being there is an achievement yeah. so you get scenes like Abubakar scoring the goal and then just taking the red card he's like I'm <laughs> yeah. out of here I've done my job <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm peaking now I've proved like my no, point no, <laughs> yeah but like it, it, that's why these last days have been so unbelievably tense because mm. uh, again the, even the biggest names know that they don't they only get a couple of shots at this the smaller countries mm. they know they might never qualify again and that makes everything so like yeah. pressurized yeah and and FIFA, if it was up to them, yeah, they'd have more countries in. They do it once every two years. They want to do. Like, yeah. they, they well, that's really, why the FIFA Club World yes. Cup. Yeah, they're bringing in all that bollocks. We also the, just this extraordinary insistence on, on on shagging the goose that laid the golden egg here. I think is I, I just, <laughs> yeah. the, the, they, someone needs to have a word with them. We also haven't even touched on the worst parts of this proposal, mm. have we? Yeah. Well, you're talking about the, the, if they do do 16 groups of three teams, they're exploring the idea of having a penalty shootout in the group stage games. Where the winner earns a bonus point, and there was just, even talk about just shootouts. Leave it alone. No, no, no. But get, get this: there was even talk about shootouts happening before games to avoid collusion in post in a post game <laughs> shoot. How many? You, so you bad. started off. With I a came here for a shootout. No, I, well, just one shootout. I want it. i me. We have a halftime one. It's rubbish. It's just a rubbish idea. But this is. The, I think this is the point with, especially with football. It's like the rules of the game. They were so well thought out. It's mm. just a little tweak here and there. The back pass rule yeah. years yeah. ago now. You bring that. Ah, yes, that's that's quite nice. You see it with VAR and the, and the offside laws. That you start meddling too much with stuff. It's it's all over the place. And, and as long as with football fans, like we're all very hesitant about change. Like our first, yeah. our mm. our spinal sort of reflexive reaction to all proposed changes are no, this is yeah. bad. But I don't understand how anyone can watch football this week at the World Cup and decide, yeah. oh, this format is terrible. We yeah. must change this mm. immediately. Mm. It's like. What are you on? Like, I mean, I think the only game. argument is to to give teams who would otherwise be very unlikely or never qualify the chance of qualifying. That that's literally, yeah, that's and I problem, understand yeah. the you know I think that's admirable to explore that and so on. And who knows? Maybe you do try a forty-eight team World Cup. It's unlikely that people <clears throat> row back on ideas. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, well, but but they're going to find out the hard way when you you can only have the US, China. And I don't know, also, it hardly makes, anybody who can host a bloody thing because there's so it less many games. Special to qualify as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it's meant to be hard. And I say that was my country, I haven't been there for, for, for two decades. Mm. 
And that's just how it goes because it's meant to be really hard to qualify. Mm. Does it end with no qualification, yeah. straight knockout, every country in the world? Names out of a hat. No, yeah. England like, are away yeah. to uh, Samoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but Belize. We'll, yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's let's enjoy this format while we have it, um, and we go, uh, of course, to uh, the group that contained Cameroon, Brazil, Serbia, and Switzerland. Cameroon. Uh, beat Brazil 1-0 and that man Abubakar got the goal proved us all wrong again uh, became only the third African player to score against Brazil at uh, the World Cup Didier Drogba in 2010 did it and Joel Matip in 2014 got a second yellow for taking off his shirt uh, slapped a high five with the ref and off he went that was baffling <laughs> that was so good because the, the ref was smiling the ref, it, it was it was the ref seemed to go, nah, no, it you was don't like, mind, you? know, do you? fair enough, yeah, to you. Fair you know, enough. I see what and, you've done But here. Bubakar was, was, was absolutely in on it and fine with it. It's like, why on earth are you so calm about this? I'm out of here. Well, because had they have <laughs> gone got through... Somewhere my, work to be. My, my work is done. Well, I've, had, got, had I've got they, somewhere to be. Had they have gone I mean, through, that, he would have missed out. going to go and DM Mo Salah. That's the funny part. I do wonder if he knew how... I mean, they were how close they actually were to go. It wasn't impossible mm. for them to go through. It really wasn't. Well, right? I assume that when when he scored that goal, he probably thought, "We're in. We're through here." Whatever you say about this World Cup, there's been a lot of good moments. Like putting, right. putting together a good World Cup DVD of mm. this one is already very easy. There's yeah. a lot of like good stuff like that. That's always. I've seen some kind of I suppose I don't know what you'd call it but some kind of whispering online about oh actually you know Qatar have created a really really good World Cup mm. it's like, no, the, the football is yes. the yeah, football yeah, yeah, is created well you really do have World that Cup. that's how this works you do it? have one or two people and a few broadcasters saying you know what it's since we've been here it's actually who would have thought if you spend over 200 billion <sighs> and you've got years to plan it and if, and if, and as you say, all these great players turn up. It's actually <laughs> maybe I? maybe it's not bad. It's like no 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 no. I, I love the broadcasters going. Of course the trains are running. They've spent yeah. billions. Also, I love the, I love the broadcasters and journalists who are going. Can I shock you? It's actually really good to be a financially comfortable foreigner in yeah. this country. It's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's really good for that. I don't think you I understand, like, lads. This is not what the criticism is based the on. Damage has yeah. been done. The uh, families yeah. who have lost yeah, I'm a, yeah, loved ones because they were working. I'm a financially moment. comfortable straight man, and yeah. I really like it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Look at some of the goals Qatar have laid on for us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Going to be a World Cup with an aftertaste, no matter what happens. Indeed, uh, but, but, but the action, the action on the field has been good. Marcus. Well, and, and Abubakar has played his part in that. Mm. Uh, the first player to score and be sent off in a World Cup match since Zinedine Zidane, of course, yeah. in the 2006 I mean, final. Abubakar has really delivered. Firstly, with his, his essentially further shots fired at Mo Salah before the tournament for absolutely no reason. <laughs> that un- unbelievable like Paborski-esque scooped finish yeah. where he didn't seem to where think he thought he was, was offside. Anyway. Let's be honest, and he thought he was offside. Th- this drama with him scoring and getting sent off and seeming to well, think it's the funniest thing in the world. He has been absolutely box office. Oh, he has. Bracing the chaos. And I think we all thank him, don't we? Yeah. Damn right. Yeah, we do. Uh, Martinelli looked sharp though, Jim. He will. <laughs> Very good player. Easy. Get off him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't play him again, yeah. Brazil. Uh, well, he might do. He put. It, I mean, yeah, I think he was the one out of the sort of B team from Brazil who really put in a good application. I think for uh, yeah. for yeah. getting minutes. They were disappointing, weren't they? Actually, we're not really touched on that. It was. Well, I, I watched the first yeah. half of this game, the second half of um, Serbia Switzerland, which was absolutely the wrong yeah, way. <laughs> you you bucket. Yeah, I really did. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it it was pretty drab. Well, we're well, well, by me because again, I was double screening it, but this was definitely one of those where your eyes was drawn more to one than the other, yes. especially in the first half. Uh-huh. Uh, Neymar was but, seen but, getting angry. But, in the stands, but, which but, is enjoyable. But every time I looked up, 
it felt like one of these nippy wide forwards that Brazil have about a hundred of mm. were sort of running with the ball and then getting tackled. That seemed to happen a lot. yeah, or cutting inside and yeah. then nothing much happened and then to get so it was repelled. Like for me, they really lacked Neymar as the kind of presence who will actually play a good through ball and like you do something yeah. aside from some running into people with it. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, there seems to be, they seem to lack a little bit of that kind of magic touch, mm, you know, yeah. that's going to open everything up. Well, do you know what? Because, of course, in the Switzerland-Serbia game, there was... Chaos. Well, it was, but but if Switzerland... Serbia so much. Yeah. Well, if Switzerland had uh, scored, was it just one more? Then they would have topped the group. Yeah. And I think there were a lot of teams in England's part of the half of the group going, come on, Switzerland, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Because, because actually, Brazil now face South Korea, of course. Mm. And obviously, that won't be easy. No game will be easy in this, in this no. uh, round of 16. But it actually has cemented my uh, belief that Brazil will win this World Cup because they play South Korea, which, again, they would take. No disrespect to South Korea, because we're, but we're focusing on the talent Brazil have. They will then face, if they do win that, which I think they will, they will then face Japan or Croatia, yeah. which, again, you would take. Yeah. Which, if you look at the other sides, the favourites in the games today, Netherlands, uh, US and Argentina, Australia, you know, you, you, on paper, you'd think Netherlands, Argentina, it's a tough one. On paper, again, the favourites, England uh, and France, people might have in the quarterfinal, Spain versus Portugal. Now, the beautiful thing about this tournament, the way it is, is that you can never know. There's been so many shocks. Mm. But the fact is, if you look at teams who have gone on to win the World Cup, seldom do they have to play three really yeah. big sides yeah, on yeah, the way yeah, to do yeah, it. It's yeah, usually, sometimes it's just one, often it's two. And I think Brazil, you know, that, that could play into it. People say, oh, yeah. well, if you, you've got to beat the best. The, 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 route, doesn't matter. the route does matter. It, yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. true. Having <clears> to beat the best of the best yeah. once is better than having to do to it To raise times. your game for yeah, yeah, four yeah. games in a row, it's, it's, it's very difficult. But they are through. Uh, and of course, they are through with Switzerland, who have got uh, a rather difficult task uh, in their game against Portugal. But Switzerland beat Serbia 3-2. They did. And the tempo was set in the first minute when uh, Milinkovic Savic in the Serbia goal had to make a triple save uh, early, early on. <laughs> On. But it was a great game, this, uh, especially the first half. I, I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the, the Serbians because they've been very, very attacking and they, they do this weird thing of twice in the tournament, uh, they've, they've gone 2-1 two, two up mm. uh, only to keep an inexplicably high line and things... Well, 3-1 against Cameroon. Yeah, it? things just collapse completely. Uh, they're a team that... Mm. I mean, in this game, they have... The scarcity of strikers. They've got not one, but two great number nines yeah. up front. And then they play with wing backs, both of whom are retooled wingers, not retooled <laughs> yeah. fullbacks. You know this with wing backs. They're yeah, either, yeah, yeah. That's e- right. either retooled fullbacks or retooled wingers. Both Kostic and uh, Zivkovic are very much wingers who have mm. been pulled back. Mm. Uh, and then they've got like three defenders who are all kind of slow uh, <laughs> behind all of this. Uh, and it's just it's just been madness. All yeah. of their games have been uh, have been tremendous. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed them. But such attacking talent. And of course, they, they know how to score goals but you can't concede eight goals in no. the group stage and expect to go through no you really can't but no. I've, I've, I'd rather have teams like that and I think it's a travesty that Poland are still in this tournament sorry <laughs> Poles whereas the, the the Serbians are going home I very much enjoyed uh, their, their stylings mm. yeah I think to be fair though the value Poland might bring uh, will be um, what they allow France to do <laughs> in that next game. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully you pin them back as much as possible, but that doesn't seem likely. Because even when they were trying to defend for their lives against Argentina, they still relied on Argentina missing a load of good chances. Yeah. Um, but in that game uh, between Serbia and Switzerland, obviously Jordan Shakiri scored. Of course yeah. he does. I mean, my the goodness. power cube. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now one of only three players to have scored at each of the last three World Cups, including this one, of course. The other two, of course, Messi and Ronaldo. But he very is good very company. much the Messi of the Alps, as we know. Ah. 
And he was the best of Stoke for a little while. <laughs> of course. Uh, but he, he just ever present. It would be a strange World Cup when he's not there. It, there will be a day when him and Ochoa uh, Ochoa won't, won't, yeah. be, won't be at the World Cup. And, and I feel like that about playing. Ricardo Rodriguez as well for the Switzerland left back. But Panning's only 30. Yeah. Bollocks, is he? But Shaka's always the Shaka. Shakiri's always been this guy who just this very really quite successful Swiss generation who you know consistently get to tournaments yeah. and yeah. consistently get on the right. group they're, they're probably underrated for that a little yeah, bit yeah I think they? so they but but they have also been a little bit dull it's not been the most exciting team and Shakiri's always been the one that adds a little bit of spice well that's right uh, to proceedings yeah I mean Shakiri himself it's he's only 31 which I mean, he's not aging well as far as I mean I'm not I know I'm not one to talk but in sort of footballing terms oh. If if you put him and I say Danny Alves next to each other and like guess who's the oldest? Yeah, yeah but Danny Alves is a bit of a freak of nature. I, I know, I know. I'm just saying he's eight years younger. So. True, yeah. But I mean, Shakiri's got well over a hundred caps. Yes, Switzerland. he's been around for a long time. He has. So interestingly, looking at Shakiri's uh, Wikipedia page, him having I think it's like 111 caps yeah. means he's played more times for Switzerland than any one club. He is one of those players <laughs> who's kind of looked better for his national team. Yeah, I very think. much so. I wonder if there's something about the sort of inherent chaos of international football mm. the, the, the things is a little bit less organised and a little bit smooth and machine like yeah. his sort of particular brand of footballing mm. anarchy kind of lends itself well oh, to maybe. it I, I wonder quite possibly uh, I, I also enjoyed how like he's not he, he's been a little bit underwhelming in, in MLS for the Chicago fire mm. uh, after, after going there and again does not look like a 31 year old in terms of his physical <laughs> output after about an hour of this game, he was done. He had no intention of running any longer. There yeah. was one sort what? of uh, the ball in, that was played in front of him around the hour mark, and he just very reluctantly sprinted. You could tell yeah. he did not want any more of this. Well, that was kind of it. There was a big old lull midway through the second half in this game. And which, not in a joke sense. But yeah, no, a, no, we, we, we welcome a lull, a good lull, but we often don't want a lull. No. And that was obviously what you saw, Jim, when you yes. flicked over, you thought, this because is the game Because I did miss the third goal Yeah, Switzerland, obviously. And, and it was funny because Switzerland, when they scored that goal, um, not long after that, it, it just it felt like Serbia thought, oh, we're done. But Serbia looked like that against Brazil as well towards the end. Mm. It was a bit different in the Cameroon game because it was so mad, but that, it was... It it might have been the case that they simply couldn't get near enough the ball against mm. Brazil that it looked like they'd given up. But against Brazil, but that, I get that, that. That sense was there as well that they they didn't they yeah. didn't have much fight. Before we move on, nice little header from Mitrovic, wasn't it? Oh, lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely glancing, glancing header. Yeah, he scored two of them a week in the championship. So yeah, so yeah, at least he got a couple of World Cup goals. So uh, very pleased. Tremendous about that. dive towards the end as well. Oh my goodness, yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he even he knew. There's something about being that big and obviously muscly that when you try to dive you just look even more ridiculous it's like when center halves try to do it it just looks wrong yeah you're kind of saying to the referee this isn't a foul yeah you know but there we are all right everybody well um that's it the first round is over and what a first round it was uh could be the last of its kind sadly we sincerely hope not but there we are we cannot trust fifa stop being idiots fifa indeed indeed. we need to overthrow them we like should say genuinely that there, there needs to be something other than FIFA. Yeah, um, my view. Well, Jim, get get cracking on that, okay. and I will join your revolution. Uh, no team uh, qualified for uh, the second round in this tournament with a one hundred percent record. Mm. No team reached nine points, and that's the first time that's happened since USA ninety four. Interesting. It shows you the, uh, the sort of a bit more level these days. You could argue but England not, qualified with the best record in yeah, the tournament, Lars. They did. It's coming home, but uh, I'm I'm actually not. <laughs> Super, because I just remember doing preview for this tournament, and I kept thinking, 
well, there's some good players here, but there's some glaring flaws in this team. Like, mm. there's almost no team that you look at and says these are just fine and brilliant. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that there's no perfect Yeah, record. I mean, the, the groups has, has reflected that, hasn't it? And it means that, I mean, the, the, some of the names that are missing from these knockout knockout games are, are yeah, glaring. Yeah. And it's, 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 I think there's going to probably be some, some upsets, you would think. Mm. I, have a, I have a suspicion the USA might beat the Netherlands today, you know? Do you really? Mm. Yeah, I think so too. That's all oh, big shouts. I think Netherlands, I don't know, I could see them... Squeezes. Boring their way through it. Yeah, penalties maybe, it. or a last really minute. Really bad. I mean, the thing I worry about, uh, I say I worry because I, I have American friends. I quite want them to win this. I see. Uh, I worry about Cody Gapko, the sort of form he's mm. in. I'm worried about him rattling one in for 25 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Depay's got more to give as well. Yeah, and him certainly finding some fitness. Yeah. But, but, but with the Americans, I think if they can swarm the midfield and press people like they did against you guys, mm-hmm. I don't think the Dutch will be able to play very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the question is where the goals are coming from. They've had a striker issue in this tournament yeah. the Americans and yeah it's the Gapco factor concerns me yeah but it's the Louis van Gaal factor for me baby he's that, already that, has a, he yeah. already has his eye on a beach resort in Belgium He, he the next job is all is all settled well I, but I think honestly that when you've got someone like van Gaal who knows his way around these tournaments it's such a huge thing it's the, I mean they with, had two shots against Ecuador where was van Gaal then yeah did, got a but, point though mm. exactly he always gets at least got a, a point. point. Top the group. There we are. He knows what he's doing. Up yours. Uh, Argentina will play Australia, of course. Maybe Graham Arnold will be that inspirational figure. I mean, they've yeah. done remarkably well, Australia, in this tournament. And they've earned their glamour tie against Argentina. Can they do it, Jim? I would be Can very they? surprised if they managed to do it. I would obviously love it if they if they did it. Yeah. It, it, it would be fantastic. They've been such a sort of likeable presence. And they've earned their place in the knockout rounds with two really, really hard-fought wins. That period against France at the beginning, yeah. I was like, God, are they actually <clears throat> going to do this? Nearly went 2-0 up with an absolute like howitzer from long range. Yeah. It wasn't quite to happen, but they still went through. So I, I think Argentina are, obviously, are going to go through, though, because mm. they've, they've, they've done that thing that we've only really seen them do where they've grown into the tournament. You yeah. know, they had a big shock. They they had a, a better result after that to get themselves up and running again. And then they, they were they were excellent in the third game. So mm. I think actually... Well, they pick up the, the, their emotions suddenly become well, like a runaway freight well, And this is what Argentina thrive on, pick right? Up the pace. They, they do need that sense of like overcoming the odds, being the underdog, proving everybody wrong. And yep. we've seen that from them whenever they've been successful. Mm. And they are, that narrative is unfolding as we speak. So mm. I, I'm very intrigued to see what level the performance is at from Argentina today. Yeah, I mean, maybe they are contenders. People were saying it before the tournament, then they wrote them off and now look where they are. Well, I thought they weren't con- uh, as big contenders as a lot of people have, have thought. But then again, you, you start to kind of map out in your mind's eye, it's not a great Dutch side. You'd fancy them against the US. Yeah. It all builds to a semi-final against Brazil which would be quite something but I mean we're getting way ahead of ourselves because so they need yeah. to play well at some point and, and obviously they were better against Poland but Poland abysmal yeah so I, I find it very hard like sending Argentina all the way through to the well, semis I know what you mean. before yeah. they've oh, shown we anything tomorrow. at we could all be, we could be sat here tomorrow yeah. saying bloody hell Australia have done it do you know what I mean like, yeah. again this World Cup has been great because um, of the shocks and, and you can't write anybody off obviously again you 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 pick your favourites based on on how bloody obvious it is on paper, but you never know. Um, I mean, and also if they can grab any of the uh, if there's any notes being passed around yeah. by the Argentines, oh, yes. they may be able to do. Did you see this? Um, that Australia they, apparently they made quite an inspired substitution when they beat Denmark because they managed to uh, to get one of the opposition notes. Now on on 70 minutes, a, a Danish sub carried a note onto the field to give it to Christian Eriksen. Uh, and then a couple of minutes later, that note 
appeared to end up in the hands of the Aussie coaching staff. Now, maybe they read Danish, maybe they quit Google Translate, I don't know. But on 74 minutes, Australia made a sub and switched their formation up. Mm. You're going to have to start writing them on like rice paper. <laughs> eat it when it's done because it's dangerous having yeah. this information around yeah, I, I do wonder if this will work against the, uh, Argentina though because the question is who's actually calling the shots with that team mm. I mean Scaloni was asked if he should have subbed Messi to protect him towards the yeah. end against Poland and he said I wouldn't substitute Messi unless he tells me to yeah. so I mean I think I think there's more of a case of if you want to intercept the notes mm. you've got to just hover around Messi and see yeah. what, what, what commands he's sending out Indeed, yeah. well everybody let the knockouts commence. We're off. We are, we, we, and it's only in a matter of hours. We're here with shows every day throughout the round of 16. Starting tomorrow with Jules, Pete and Andy, who will be in your ears talking about uh, those Aussies and Argentinians and Dutch and American people. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Lars. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.